0: Welcome to Rodeo Boulevard, where we discuss everything beyond the white lines and road signs of the rodeo industry. I'm Jen.
1: And I'm Josh. Enjoy the next podcast.
0: Well, hey everyone. Welcome back to the next episode of Rodeo Boulevard. Today is an exciting one as we are just about to kick off the couple of weeks that build up into the American rodeo in Texas. Uh, The rodeo that pays out Oh, something like $3.2 million um, to its contestants. And with us today is Randy Bernard. Randy is the dreamer behind the American Rodeo, along with an exceptional team of individuals. Um, they have brought the American and built it into something that fans, contestants, uh, everyone that enjoys the Western industry uh, looks forward to each year. So we hope that you enjoy this visit. Sit back, relax, and uh, take a listen. Here's Randy.
2: Well, welcome, everyone. We are here with Randy Bernard. Uh, Randy, thank you for taking the time to visit with me today.
1: I'm glad to be here. Thank you.
2: You are in Florida, I understand.
1: I am. I'm doing a little quail hunting down here today.
2: So on a little bit of a break, well, that's nice. Good deal.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Well, I have a feeling that your temperatures in Florida are a little bit more uh, desirable than my temperatures in Montana today. When I just walked outside the door, it was 7 below.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, thank God for that. Yeah. it's It's about 87 here today.
2: Perfect, perfect. Well, hey, for our listeners that don't know Um, and many will know, but I'd like to share a little bit of your history, and as I say things, feel free to expand or uh, correct me if I'm wrong. But So Randy was with the PBR, an essential part of the PBR and the tour growth where it's at today, followed that up with a time with IndyCar racing, Um, made some changes to some of the naming of IndyCar as we know it and did some phenomenal things while there, and now is one of the managers of Garth Brooks. And while all of that is exceptionally exciting to us in the rodeo world, um, your involvement, Randy, with the American is what I'd love to visit with you about today. Um, but anything you want to give us on highlights of those things that I mentioned you've done in your career to bring you to your point today?
1: No, I've been a very blessed human being. I've had some amazing opportunities to work with some amazing people, and and uh, you know I think I'm doing my favorite thing I've ever done right now, and that is. I'm imagining Garth Brooks, and and uh, I get to still um, oversee the American, which is was my little baby that has really turned into a massive event.
2: Well, I think I think the American and um, your let's say dream behind that has been a fabulous culmination of all of the things that you've done. I think when you look at PBR and you look at IndyCar racing, um, you get to bring so many different aspects of uh, promotion of events, marketing of events, so many different demographics, um, uh, and their desires and needs and goals with you when you come to, uh, your creation of the American and, and no doubt now, even the added, um, gosh, added value seems like a, a complete understatement, um, in working with Garth Brooks, you, you know, we got to work with you a little bit on the teammates camps that Garth does, uh, which was a phenomenal thing, but I can imagine that each of those things have built you to a place where your insight and desire and introspect on things like The American um, would be pretty astounding, and there's probably more things we could talk about than we can even cover today, but why don't you share with us a little bit about the dream of The American before it even started?
1: Well, I came up with the concept probably 15 years ago, and um, it just didn't didn't make sense for me to do since I was strictly PBR at the time. And uh, I told Jerry Jones about it, and Jerry said, hey, let's do it. And I said, well, someday when I'm not with PBR, and then when I went to IndyCar, uh, he had a team owner's meeting in Indianapolis right before the Super Bowl that year. He said, hey, can you do it now? And I said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm exclusive to IndyCar." IndyCar. Once Patrick Gotts and uh, I started working together at RFDTV, uh, Patrick and I jumped on the plane and flew down to Texas and met with Jerry, John Hickman, and Chad Estes, and all of them. And, and uh, again, they were like, "We're in. What, what do we need to do?" And so it made all the sense in the world uh, from because it was just a, a major, massive idea. And, and the one thing Jerry said was, "I don't want a small event. I want a big event. I want something that is going to be, um, you know, a massive event in AT&T Stadium." So that's really where you know, I. I, I, I Told everybody what my concept was, where you take the top ten in the world um, from each event, and they automatically get seeded into the event, and then you have qualifiers all across the country and let everybody compete to see who could make it in from the amateur level. And if the amateur wins, they win a million dollars if you can beat the pros. And you know, the concept I liked about it was that it was a lot of money for everyone. There's two million dollars up for on a one-day event. Which really meant that you had the opportunity to, to make a ton of money in one day, whether you're a pro or an amateur, and that is, to me is you know what made it an exciting event. We see um cowboys get to compete for you know fifty seventy five thousand but it's very rare that you ever see you've never seen a cowboy compete for a million dollars on the line in one day, and I think that's the drama you can cut the energy with a knife in that stadium when you sit there and watch this uh, event transpire. Um, So it's been an exciting process.
2: You know, it sure has been an exciting process to look at from both um, the contestant standpoint and from a producer standpoint in my role with the Nile. You know, I I look at those kind of events and, and, man, it is just outstanding to believe that there is so much support behind the rodeo industry and sponsors and partnerships to create something like that. But even more so, um, the contestants. How how did you come up with the op, or the the format of including those amateurs that you talk about? Because yeah, there's no other place to win a million dollars. And in the past, the highest money won was out there for the top ten in the pros, for the top fifteen. You know, there wasn't an opportunity for the amateurs. So was that somebody – did somebody put that bug in your ear? Or did you just see that the entire industry needed more opportunity?
1: No, I I hear several things. First of all, one thing I don't like about rodeo is they don't – there's not really an an underdog. And this allows the opportunity for the best underdog in the world. That is somebody to come out of nowhere and be the best in the world. And there has been some amazing storylines. That we've seen. We've seen nine-year-old girls. We've seen, you know, 73-year-old women make, make it in the barrel racing. Um, and, and to me, when you can build storylines and have the underdog have an opportunity to win a million dollars against the best in the world, it, it, it really helps. The second thing I think it does is you're, you're really building your, your, your stars because they're going to rise to the top, uh, you know, every time. They're, they're just, these, these athletes are amazing. And I think that, to me I wanted to see a, a a format that allowed your best in the world to compete for a lot of money and you know a million dollars for them alone and if 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 all the amateurs couldn't beat them then they'd also split the other million so there's 2 million dollars up for on a one day event which rodeo had never seen and i think the other thing was i knew it would work i knew that if we could put this first make it work the first year that it would get legs and really uh, start, you know, becoming a massive event. I've never in my 4,000 events that I've produced ever seen an event get so much um, brand exposure in in one year. The American, is, you know, became, a, a you know, an instant top rodeo in the world after its first year. I, and, and I can't tell you, Jennifer, how many people said it will never work. Uh, even the Cowboys, 90% of the Cowboys believed it would never happen or they wouldn't get paid. Which is sad, but that's how it's always been because there's been so many promoters coming and problems over the world, and it hasn't worked. But this event is is not a cheap event to run on. It costs us about $5.5 million for uh, a, a one-day event. And this year now we've made it a two-day event. It's significantly more than that.
2: Yeah, I don't think um, probably people can have any understanding of the financial um hardships, not the right word, but the financial efforts that it takes to put on uh, an event like that, you know, there's so many different ways we can go with the things that you just said, but let's talk about the economics of it for a minute. You know, putting on an event like that from a production standpoint, people don't, they think of the added money, and, and lots of people probably have more insight and introspect than just added money. But the cost of the facility, the cost of labor, the cost of keeping the lights on, I mean, those things are minimum in comparison to um, the big picture. When you add all that together, when you have the cost of stock and you have the cost, uh, this, this the cost of doing business, $5.5 million a day to return a million dollars um, plus, obviously, in the payout, it takes. Every single partner, it takes every single entity that is involved to do that. But, man, look at the return on their investment. You're right. There's nothing else in the industry that has branded itself in such a short amount of time and become nearly a household name, especially to anyone in the agricultural industry. The American symbol is known everywhere already. The American qualifiers are something that are sought after and craved um did you have any idea that in a year's time that would become such a phenom
1: i i did i i really i, I you know I, I had such a good understanding i felt of the rodeo and bull riding fan base and how big it was i i knew it would work if we could just um you know get a successful one under us on the first one um and and that's really what happened i mean We saw the storylines build, and I have to give so much credit to Patrick because Patrick was the one that was willing to put up all the money. So, I mean, it's easy easy for someone like me to come up with ideas, but it's another thing when someone is willing to take the risk and put that money out there on the line and say, listen, we'll roll the dice, and uh, and I believe in what you say. And uh, today I think Patrick will be the first to tell you that it's one of his love of his life. I mean, he loves getting up there and presenting those Big, big checks and changing lives. And and really what our model now is, is it's where the American is where dreams come true. Um, and I don't think there's enough mass major rodeos out there that the young fan base, the kids. When I was eight years old, I dreamed of going to NFR, Cheyenne, Salinas. But you look at it, and today when you have a baseball player that just um, signed a contract for $300 million, and you can maybe win thirty thousand, maybe at some of the bigger rodeos. Um, it doesn't make sense. I mean, it's you know, rodeo has never really grown and kept up with the with the sports world, which is very sad. So I think the American is one of those opportunities that the Cowboys can actually uh, step up and and compete and feel like they're competing uh, for the money that other major athletes um, compete for.
2: Yeah, and I think I think that's absolutely right. I think when you look at the qualifier numbers around the country, um, that would, would definitely indicate how much the Cowboys enjoy the opportunity and the goal to get to the American. And I, I might be putting you on the spot, but do you know off the top of your head how many entries in all of the different qualifiers that you have around the country, how many people enter that first level trying to get to the American?
1: there would be close to five thousand this year. Um, that includes the breakaway. The breakaway was a, it's the first year of it, and right. um, and that really wasn't my idea. That was Amy Wilson's idea. Amy has asked me three years to do it, and I just you know just didn't think. it I already had a five and a half hour performance when we had one day. So I'm like, Amy, I, I we can't we we can't take to make anything longer. So when we decided to make a two day event, um, you know it. It's pretty quick to understand how much money, or uh, not how much money, how many uh, women are are breakaway open out there, and men too. But I didn't want to make a, a mix. I wanted to make it a women's only um, this year, and it's staggering how many how many entries we've had in the, in the in the women's breakaway, which is very exciting for me because it's given them an opportunity. To, you know, they're competing for a hundred thousand dollars just at the at the American itself. Um, and I, I think it's like another hundred thousand at the semifinals. So, and that's another thing I'd like to say, Jennifer. I, I don't think people realize that the semifinals, you know, it's it's the top twelve rodeos in the world. The, the amount of money that it pays, it's going to pay over five hundred, about six hundred fifty thousand dollars just in the semifinals. So, you know, when you take everything and, and add them up, it, we we will be right about um, two point eight, two point nine million dollars and payout to Cowboys in, in that short time.
2: Yeah, that's in phenomenal. That four days. I mean, it, it is phenomenal, and it's, you know, kudos to the team and Patrick and everyone for that added money, um, payout, you know, however you want to explain it. There just is no other opportunity like it. You, you can look at those big rodeos and thank them for the amount of money that they add and the effort that they put in. Um, but, man, this is just in a, in a league by itself with a payout and and speaking of the breakaway ropers you're right there has been no other opportunity for those women to win that kind of money um and and the equine athletes and the breakaway ropers they truly are uh, some of rodeo's finest competitors and i just want to applaud the american you know on the efforts to bring those gals in that's uh, that's something that I think will be a new crowd favorite, and I don't know that my opinion matters about anything, but it is cool as a spectator alone to watch that and see that and, and see that addition. But as you talk about that, that brought on some new things this year as well, um, some of the numbered team roping stuff and the new um, uh, sanctioning with the PRCA. Talk a little bit about those two aspects.
1: Well, and the PRCA is a, is a great addition. I, I'm so excited about that in itself. I, I, I think George Taylor is um, probably the um, probably the best person in the world fitted to do the, be the commissioner. And you know, it's sad for me to hear when um, people out there are negative against him because he has he is really working to help make it better for the Cowboys. And if the Cowboys think that they would be having to put conflicting sponsors on their vests. two years ago, they're kidding themselves. It it was one man that made that happen. It was George Taylor. And that's good for the sport. It's good for their committees. It's good for the producers, and it's amazing for the Cowboys. And I think um, kudos to, uh, to George Taylor. He is going to make so many great changes if they just would let him make them. He has got tremendous ideas. And, uh, is, first, I think is going to be amazing for that sport. Absolutely. Um, so in saying that, um, yeah, when George came to our event last year, he said, I've heard about this event. I want to fly down and see it, uh, firsthand. And after it was over, he goes, he goes, you know, any event that wants to put up $2 million, we should be able to, we should be able to look at making some real changes to make it fit. And, and if you look at any other commissioner, and in, in, you look at golf, Golf has different rules at every every one of their uh, events. I mean, the the Masters is so much different than the Skins Game, and and so I you know again kudos to him for for um, seeing that because we were successful with or without the PRCA. It didn't make a difference if we were sanctioned. Houston didn't need need to be sanctioned, but it will only make PRCA stronger by having their brand on. Um, Tied to our event, and I think if that's best for the sport of rodeo, then I'm 100% behind it. Um, and uh, you know, I think Houston sees that. I think Calgary sees it now. And again, kudos to, to George Taylor. Um, the second, like you mentioned, was the W uh, World, uh, the, the World Series of Team Roping, uh, bringing the number 10 in. Um, you know, when you look at how many amateur team ropers that there are out there, and so many would come and say, when are you going to give the amateur team roper the opportunity? I think it will do two things. First of all, again, we're going to pay another five hundred thousand dollars on that alone um, that we're not even counting in the prize I money. Mean, you put that in, there, we're over three, three point two million dollars. Um, but the fact that I think what it really does is it's going to bring the light. First and foremost, it's going to make a lot of, uh, it's going to make some very happy rich team ropers. But secondly, I think um, when you, they write in the box, they compete right before the best in the world, and then the best in the world, it's going to show you or show the fans how amazing these top Cowboys in the world are. And, again, um, it, team roping isn't a sport that every everyone out there can do. So there's a hard, you know, the best teams in the world make it look so easy. So I think it will be a very, very good thing for the sport. And, again, I'm looking forward to it. I think it will be great excitement and a lot of fun to produce.
2: Along that line, when you talk about the fans getting to see the different aspects of, you know, the our top team ropers in the world um, in comparison with those number 10 team ropers, tell me the difference in a fan experience it is to go to the American versus going to, um, you know, Houston, Fort Worth, Billings. What have you guys done to make the fan experience so much different that,
1: People are selling out that stadium to be there. Well, first of all, you're taking the number one stadium in the world um, and, and converting it into a rodeo arena. So you're giving the, the Cowboys a platform of competing against $2 million, and you're allowing the fans the opportunity to be there and say, I remember when Wade Sundale won a million dollars. I remember. And it's, to me, you're, you're creating history for the Cowboys, the sport of rodeo, and in the most amazing venue in the world I mean I don't know how i will be standing on the shoot and looking i will watch still be watching on the on the big screen because that big screen is so amazing, and I think that the, it's just such a, it's it's so different it's the only stadium in the world, the only arena I've ever been in where I am just in awe every time I walk into it and and watch any type of event there because the screens make it so much bigger than life, and there's no action that is missed. And we bring like 26 cameras, and our our, our production studios. You know, we spend a half a million dollars. Uh, it might even be close to 700 thousand now, strictly on our television um, uh, production because we want we want to treat the cowboys as true sports athletes and give them the very best in the world. And so that's you know anything we do at that event, it, it's at the very top of the line.
2: Well, and I think that any time you speak with fans that have had that straight-up fan experience, um, they would mirror everything you just said. In fact, I had a call last night. My grandpa is 94 years old, avid rodeo fan, avid, you know, we've been in the horse industry our entire lives and the cattle industry, and he told me, he said, boy, I'm going to the American. He said, I'm having to spend a little bit more money on the ticket. Now, mind you, I'll I'll digress a minute and say, I don't think my grandpa spent more than eh, 20 or $30 on a rodeo ticket in his life, and most of the time has gone in on one of our companion passes. So, So my point in that is he's been to the qualifiers. He is so excited to get back to watch the American, and he can't wait. He didn't even care the cost of it. And I'm not saying it's expensive. I'm saying look at the look at the people that crave the opportunity to be there. Look at, you know, those old school guys that would never pay to go to a rodeo. He can't wait. He doesn't like to fly. He's flying from Denver, Colorado. He doesn't get on an airplane. He's a World War II vet who hates airplanes. And he's doing everything he can do to get to the American. And then you run across um, what we would call Town folk or people that live in the concrete jungle who are so excited to go and see and experience the atmosphere in that building and see guys like Wade Sundell get up there and get that check and hoop and holler and feel the emotion and the passion. Um, it, it truly has created a venue for fans of all types to go and experience the thrill of rodeo in a way they've never been able to experience before. So kudos to you guys and, and your team. So why don't you give the listeners just a little bit of of oversight of the activities throughout the next week? Because there are so many qualifiers there, uh, or semifinals, sorry, and then they step up, they go from Arlington, and it, so give a little overview, a uh, fifty thousand foot view of what happens in the next
1: two weeks. Sure, contestants start contestants start showing up on Monday, and, and they'll be ke- competing in the semifinals all week until the until the final rounds, uh, which are at the Coliseum. Which we anticipate that selling out like we do every year. So if you haven't gotten your tickets for it, I would highly recommend. But you're getting to see the best amateurs and, and some of the top pros in the world competing at that. And they go from there. On um, from on um, the, the championship round is uh, Friday night, Saturday and Sunday. We've made the American two days this year. So Saturday night, 6:30 p.m. is the first round. Uh, the it's the long round. And then um, the next day we bring back uh the top eight and then the top four from there, and, um, you know, it's just, uh, to me, I think the drama will only get that much better as we see uh, that many, you know, our crowd is going to be fantastic both nights, which makes it even more exciting, so everyone said, aren't you scared of going to a two-day event, and I'm like, not at all, I mean, we've we've always been on that Sunday, which was a very, you know, isn't the best day, and I, I knew if we could take a Saturday night, it'd be be outstanding and, and that's what we're seeing so we're again I, I the amount of um, excitement that comes on on the Saturday and Sunday is just I've, I've never felt it in my life
2: well that's that's uh, outstanding so tell me this where does the American go from here we have stories we have champions to crown this year we'll all be looking forward to seeing who does what but as the American goes past this year where what do you have other dreams for it do you have goals in mind for the future um what's next?
1: Definitely ha- it has to continue to grow. Um, you know, if 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 you know, I I I would love to see us paying three four or five million dollars at one event and I think um that's that's where you'll we'll see it grow. I mean, um the qualifiers are a very big part of it. We want to make sure that we're having the, the best amateurs competing against them. Um but and as we've seen in the past four years every year we've had amazing amount of talent. And so we want to make sure we see that same type of talent there. So, We've got all kinds of plans, um, looking forward, but I don't really want to give too much of a way to after this year where where we can come back and really, um, hype up and make it exciting to to talk about our big changes for for going forward. But there will be, there will be some big ones.
2: Perfect. Well, we're just excited to see, like I said, the stories unfold over the next couple of weeks and, um, we uh, we thank you for the time visiting with me today, and you know, tell me, is there anything um, that you you would like to share that we haven't talked
1: about? I, you know, I, I, no, I think we've hit everything. I think uh, if you haven't been to American, it's one of those events. It's uh, I've been to everything from Super Bowl to Kentucky Derby to Indianapolis 500. As I ran that three years, I've never. This is my most favorite event ever. I mean, not not to mention all the PBRs that you've been to, but to me, when you see this type of level of talent competing for this type of money, the excitement at that event is nothing. You feel the emotion every time someone wins, and it's just an exceptional event that uh, I'm just honored to be a part of.
2: Well, Randy, thank you for your time. Thank you for your... Um passion about the rodeo industry, and thank you for your willingness to step out with the group that you did and take a risk because, uh, like I said, all of us from from our ourselves who compete to those of us in the production world and to the fans, uh, we think the American has changed the rodeo industry um, for the better, to say the very least, and uh, we look forward to talking to you after the event, talking about the champions and uh, and seeing what you think.
1: Okay, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
2: Thanks, Randy. Have a great
1: day. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. We would also like to thank Beaverhead Home and Ranch for bringing you the latest podcast.
0: Until next time, keep your truck tires turning towards your next goal, and remember, ride to your spot every time.